It's episode 96 and episode 1 for 2018. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. I'm joined by my co-host Scotty. My name is Mel. We've had a few weeks off, so I'm hoping you're feeling fresh, Scotty. Yep, super fresh. New year, new me, same old podcast. Big plans for 2018? Look, no, not really. No. Just having a positive outlook, and that's pretty much the same as for the past 10 or 15 years of my life, and it's working out okay, so I'm sticking with it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. Exactly, exactly. Hey, how good were the B team? Oh, they did a great job. They were funny too, informative. Like some of the stuff got a bit serious, but really funny. And um... Yeah, I'm a little bit embarrassed. I think we need to up our hilarity game. Or be the difference. Be the difference in what the B team can offer and what we offer. Yeah. So let's, let's keep, <laughs> for 2018, let's keep doing what we're doing. All right. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully people don't stop listening now because they prefer the B team. Yeah. Um, I've shifted outdoors for 2018. Let's keep a track on how long that lasts <laughs> because it's still pretty hot in Australia at the moment and... Hopefully you can hear the wildlife. Yeah, Buster very will fire noisy. up soon. Yep, he'll start barking at the neighbours for no reason. Buster's got a relationship with the fence because he can't see anything beyond the fence, but he's very angry with the fence. Oh, okay. We've been having good fun with our um, neighbours' dog over over the last few weeks. Um, our dog Clover goes and argues with their dogs through the fence and they've ended up pushing out a few palings and so I've, I've woken up in the morning a couple of times to let the dogs out and there's been this little staffy asleep on my back deck a couple of times <laughs> and you know what it is she hasn't got stairs we've only got five little stairs off the back deck down to the backyard but she doesn't know how to walk down them so when she comes over she runs up gets stuck on our deck doesn't realise that she could fit in the doggy door where Clover always comes inside to get away from her, and so she ends up just sleeping on my porch. Yeah, you could fix the fence. That would solve your problem. Oh, we're, we're not very handy around here. We don't like no. doing actual yard work or maintenance. You know, just ask the weeds in the front yard. Fair enough. We've got a lot in common. <laughs> hey, um... Lots of adventures over the break? Ah, oh, so many adventures. There's there's more adventures than I could possibly recount without boring everybody. So I won't go into that. Did you try any new events or was it just Kiwana, Kiwana, Kiwana? There were new events. Yes, lots of new events. In fact, I am up to event number 53. How are you doing on the most events list? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, thanks for asking. I was in, uh, I spent Christmas in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got some new events going on in Sydney. Finally did St Peter's. Tick that off the list. Got to run with the great Paul Wilcock at Campbelltown and Bobby Prentice. So they were great adventures. Awesome. And got to run with you on Saturday at Zilmia. So we both ticked off the Z for that massive launch. We did, which is not necessarily why we went there, but... You know, it's a byproduct. And uh, plenty more, plenty more planned for this year. You've, have you set a target? I think we talked about it last year. Was it one a month? Uh, new event? Last year it was 15 new events. So a little bit more than one a month. And I thought I would try and maintain that 
this year because last year it was down to the wire. I literally ran my 15th different one for the year on the 30th of December. So this year I'm challenging myself a little bit more. I'm pushing it further and I'm going to try to get to 20 new events this year. That's a bit scary, actually. I'm not sure how I'll quite manage it, but I'm trying to keep on top of it. I've got three down for January, so that's a good start. I've seen a bit more activity on Strava from you. We've got Travis Island from Run Down Under coming up. Is that what's been motivating you, or are you just trying to get fit for 2018? It's it's a little bit of Run Down Under, and it's a little bit of New Year, New Unicorn. So that's that virtual run that I registered for with the fabulous unicorn medal that I'm going to earn by the end of the month. So, yeah, that and a little bit um, trying to shift the Christmas pudding before I have to buy some new pants. (laughs) So it's a combination of factors all working together to get me moving. I was borderline new pants at the end of last year because, remember, I hurt my rib. I'm pretty sure I broke it in the end. It took a long time to come good and in those three to four months of inactivity my pants got tighter yeah they do that i think i don't think i was washing them in hot water either i think (laughs) i think i might have had something to do with it um, yes i'm on fire this year so it's all coming off that's good and so the rib's not troubling you anymore no it's not it's good everything's working of late no no, Barney tried to get me on the trails last night, and I just thought that was cruel. Do they want you to be injured? I think Barney does, yeah. <laughs> I think he still finds it hilarious. Oh, but that, that's my New Year's, New Year's resolution, the only one I made. No trails for 2018. No trail races or no trail runs at all? Well, there's a couple of trail park runs, aren't there? So no, no, just trail races. Okay, good. If you've had a keen eye at park runs over the past couple of years, you would have seen all these people in rundown under tops, or you would have had a conversation with someone who is doing rundown under, because uh, it seems once you join up, you become a bit fanatical about it. So we thought we'd get the man who came up with the idea on the podcast to start off 2018. It's a good place to start, rundown under. So welcome to the podcast, Travis Island. Fantastic. Glad to be here. I'm proud to be the first person for 2018. Travis, tell us all about what Rundown Under is. Explain to us, to the layman, what it actually involves. Okay. So quite simply, it's a motivational tool to keep you active and healthy through running and walking for a prolonged period of time. So it's a membership-based application with the main objective to run or walk your way around Australia. Now, that sounds daunting. Um, the idea is that we set many, many towns along the way. There's 98 towns that you pass through on a journey around Australia. You start in Canberra, and the idea is to make your first town of Goulburn, which is 90 kilometres away. Then through, as you mentioned in, in the intro, it does become, to a certain extent, addictive, or I like to use the word motivational, in that there's another town Barrel, that is, uh, is your next town, and then Sydney is your next town, and, and so on. So it's a tool that allows you to stay active and healthy for a prolonged period of time. And when I say prolonged, it's a 14,000-kilometre journey. 
So uh, do the maths on how many kilometres you, you run each year, and that will tell you roughly how many years it will take you to get around uh, around the country. So that's, that was my number one goal. I didn't want to just have a, a platform or a program that got people fit and healthy for 12 weeks or 16 weeks. Don't get me wrong, they have a, a huge purpose in this society. But I wanted something different. I wanted something that kept you active and healthy for the rest of your life. Uh, and that's how Run Down Under was born. Love it. I, I, I like, we. I mean, adventurers, we are, we're all collectors, essentially. So, so what you're doing is you're getting people who are collecting Ks. And I love that the first three places all have park runs, or at least they very shortly will. Goulburn, Bowral and Sydney, park run stops all along the way. Travis, has anyone ever done the whole of Australia in one year? No. No, our record is um, Stephen Wright, who did one year, 11 months. So that, that is an amazing feat, and I'll, I'll get some quick stats in a, in a second, but not even close to a year, so oh, just under two years. And recently, Charlie Boyle, who is a, an amazing athlete up here in Queensland, um, he did it in just under two years. So there's only two... Uh, that have completed it in under two years, and only fourteen that have completed it in since since we started in two thousand and fourteen. So it's not not something. And, and the stats I mentioned. So Stephen, who finished in one year, uh, eleven months, and in a few days, averaged twenty one kilometres a day every day for one year, eleven months, which is a, an amazing achievement. Okay, so the, these gentlemen are obviously, you know. They don't have jobs or they're severely <laughs> obsessed with ultra running. For the, for the normal people, for those amongst us who, you know, might just get out a few times a week, there, there are different activities that you can and can't participate in, aren't there? So obviously running and walking, you can do those. But what are the kinds of things that aren't allowed to be included? Yeah, it is, it is running and walking. We don't allow cycling. We don't allow swimming. Uh, skiing, so those are the obvious ones we don't allow. And the most important rule that we have is that it must be structured exercise. So we don't allow um, incidental walking. Again, it has an amazing um, place in this society, and I encourage everyone to get out there and do incidental walking and running, um, but we don't allow it as our platform. So, for example, you can't just put your watch on and walk around work, um, around the shops. Our platform is something where you make a conscious decision to get up off the couch, walk out the door, press your button and go for a walk or a run. Um, and that can be anything that, where your mentality is, I'm doing this for exercise purposes. So you might decide to get off the couch and take the dog for a walk. You might decide to get off the couch and start training for a marathon. Um, you might decide to get off the couch and think, oh, I've been sitting on this couch too long. I'm not going to make the kids catch the bus to school. I'm going to make the effort to get out and walk them to school. And that's my exercise. If you have that mentality of structured um, exercise, then, then that's what we allow. But it must be walking, running, hiking, racing. Um, so the run leg of a triathlon or an adventure race. Um, if you go for a, a bushwalk hike that is structured exercise, that's all well and truly allowed. And then we do allow um, treadmills. We do allow elliptical runners, as long as they are the running type, not the cycling type. And we even allow deep water running. So I had a, a lady that was in rehab last year and she did a lot of deep water running. You don't get very far, by the way, um, but still allowed. The, uh, the mind is an amazing thing, isn't it, Travis? Because it's a real motivational tool. And I've, I joined up this year. I said, 
January 1st, what a great starting point. And I've only missed two days running or walking this year. And I think I put it down to run down under because it's always in the back of my mind that, geez, if I just go for a run today, I'm going to get a bit closer to Goulburn and now Barrel. So was that the main motivation for you to get other people motivated to move? Exactly what it was. So there's there's an incentive and motivation to get you out the door. Um, I personally was on a journey where I wanted to run my first marathon. And I made that decision exactly one year out from the marathon. So no one does one-year training programs. Uh, no one really starts thinking about it. But I needed, uh, for, for my own personal reasons, to start training for it um, one year out. So that's when the concept was born. I needed something that I was accountable, I uh, had a goal, um, and I thought, what better way than to break it down and, and run around Australia? When I first started, the towns were a lot further apart. Um, there was only 50 towns. Um, through feedback and through through needs, I also found that some towns were too far away, but by bringing them a bit closer, you're exactly right. There is a on the app, it tells you how far to your next town. And when you wake up in the morning or you, you finish a run and you see that, um, it is a, a motivational tool to think, well, I'm going to do that this week or this month. Um, and it does get you out the door. And it also keeps you accountable to yourself, but our app allows you to follow friends and, and be part of a leaderboard and you become accountable to, to others as well. So it obviously works for you, Travis, and, and obviously it works for a whole bunch of other people. Have you got any kind of numbers about how many kilometres have been covered by your participants since 2014? No, I don't, but that would be an amazing stat to have. I know that I did a, a stat in my second year and we'd made it to the moon and back twice. So that was in 2015. Um, one of my amazing running clubs um, ran around Australia 49 times themselves uh, last year. So there are some amazing stats. The numbers would be astronomical, um, the amount of members. And, and then I have those those people at the pointy end of the leaderboard that do so many kilometres that obviously boost those numbers. I mean, the gentleman that finished last year ran 9,000 kilometres by himself in, in one year, which is amazing. Um, and if you add all those up, uh, we're running a long way. You are. And, and you've got some great ambassadors out there. I went for a run last Friday along South Bank and we ran past a girl with a run down under top on and we had a wave. We had a moment. Um, and now you're looking for ambassadors for 2018. What, what in, what's involved there? My biggest uh, marketing tool is word of mouth. Uh, to... To put an ad or a pamphlet in somewhere and explain what Run Down Under is, is a bit daunting. Um, it's not the easiest event to explain. Um, so I, I rely heavily on members that are active and engaged to spread the word. Um, now that happens informally, that happens a lot. Um, it's it's my, my biggest marketing tool. But I'd like to take it the next step and offer people the opportunity to, number one, and this is important for, for so many people, to feel a part of the event and take some ownership of it um, and feel like they have a special place with Run Down Under by being an ambassador. I don't restrict 
who does it. Um, I don't restrict. You don't have to be fast. You don't have to be fit. You can be a member since 2014. You can be brand new. I'm, I'm not concerned. And all I'm asking is that um, you spread the word through Run Down Under, through various platforms. And, and the ambassador program, which I've just sent the email about for yesterday to, to the 212 people that applied, it's mainly just spreading the word through structured promotion of Run Down Under to, to a target market that maybe I don't have the opportunity to get to. And that target market is park runs that I haven't been to. It's uh, businesses that I haven't walked into the door of that may have employees that want to get involved. It's running clubs that are yet to hear about it. Um, and then it's family and friends and people that, that haven't heard about Run Down Under. So that's my goal with the Ambassador Program, um, is to get the word spread. So there's Run Down Under, but you can also run the world. Where else if people and, – and is this open to people in Australia? Are we allowed to run overseas if we choose to opt for those countries? At the click of a button, Mel, you can change what map you you were doing. So – Last year, um, I built Run Around Europe and Run Around USA. Um, just very quickly, Run Around USA, um, similar to Australia uh, in terms of it's a, exactly the same direction, very similar distance, um, similar that we do Tasmania. So we catch a ferry across um, to run a lap of, of Tasmania. So the ferry across a county a distance. Uh, run Around USA has Alaska. You catch a plane, you do a lap of Alaska. Ours is 14,000 kilometres, theirs is 16,000, so it's quite similar. And then Europe is um, starts in the UK. You do a lap of England, Scotland, Wales, Ireland um, before you get the ferry across to, to France, and then you do a complete lap of Europe, and that is 21,000 kilometres, so, so a lot larger. So the idea was, uh, and it, it was born when Stephen Wright finished so quickly, um, and he wanted to keep going. I thought, what can I do? How can I get people engaged? For And I mentioned at the start of my podcast, my goal is to have people engaged, active, healthy for the rest of their life. So some people get run down, underdone in maybe five or six, seven, eight, ten years. I want them to keep going. So at the click of a button, you just change your maps. If, for example, you decide that you're in the middle of WA and you've had enough, um, you're moving to the UK or you've got family and friends or you just want to change, just go to our app or website, press the button, and change to run around Europe or USA. And then you begin that journey from, from the start. If you ever decide to come back, you pick up Australia where you left off. And that, that happens also if you let your membership lapse for, for whatever reason, injury, pregnancy, you had a break from running, um, whatever. You always come back to, to where you left off. Um, but, yeah, plenty of options, plenty of opportunities. And once you finish you haven't finished. So can people run more than one country at one time? Like if I went and did a 5K run on Saturday, a park run, can that count towards two different countries if I've registered for two different runs? Or can I only choose those kilometres to run around one of the countries? Yeah, you can only choose one. Um, The only way around that, and I don't know why you do this, is to set up two separate accounts. Um, But no, your your five-kilometre run at a park run can only be used for that five kilometres. So effectively, you can't use it for two countries and move 10 kilometres. You can only move five kilometres in the country that you're doing at that stage. Now, what about park run, Travis? I see lots of run down underers at park run. 
What's your local park run? Yep. My local park run is Main Beach, the, the number one park run. Um, that's where my local is, although I do live close to Paradise Point and a lot of stories I can tell about there. So I do head out to Paradise Point. Um, it's a bit flatter and a bit faster for when I tr- want to try and do a quick time. But Main Beach is definitely my my number one. I actually love the different terrain and um, I know the race directors. I've got a lot of friends that go there. So my son starts to go there as well, which is um, home park run as well. So that's that's us. Well, what impact has park run made on the whole run down under? I have um, admiration and respect for park run that you, you can't believe. And that comes about through through the community that I that I see and that I hear. Um, being involved in the running community, I don't think I have one friend that doesn't go to park run. And to hear about them having breakfast afterwards, to see the camaraderie um, throughout the entire process, uh, I have the greatest admiration. And I'm not going to lie, I model my business off that same um, interaction, camaraderie, sense of community. Except mine is different in that I uh, encompass the entire country. So I want people to see each other uh, in a singlet. Um, When you're a tourist, um, I want you to to communicate on Facebook. I want you to like someone's picture, no matter where they are in the country, and have that sense of belonging to an amazing community, which Parkrun is. So I'm a a huge fan. Well, we're huge fans too, Travis. So... We, we have a question that we ask everybody, and it is, if money was no object, time, distance, no object, and you could do any park run that currently exists, or even if it doesn't exist, they'll create one up, where would it be? Easy answer, it would be Marimbula. Uh, that's where I was born and bred, um, spent the first 20 years of my life in Marimbula. Um, it's my home, even though I've lived up in Queensland for 25 years, Marimbula is still my home. And that would be, without a doubt, number one. Well, that's easy. You just need to go back home. Easy. Because we've got a park run at Marimbula. It's a beauty too. I know. And the the course runs right along. I was back home only for a couple of days. So it wasn't on a Saturday. So I couldn't do the park run. Uh, in September, I went back home and, and uh, caught up with some mates and, and had some things to do. And I ran along the boardwalk. Now, when I was a kid, that boardwalk wasn't there. But it runs right along the house where I grew up. Um, and uh, a story, I had a, a family dog. We buried it um, down at the lake, which is the street down from where I live. The boardwalk now goes right over there. Brought back some memories. Uh, and I also have one of my bigger clubs, um, the Sapphire Coast Runners, that um, run there and run out of that. So I see them all the time. Um, Young lady by the name of Stephanie Austin, who was our first female in Run Down Under. She had the most kilometres for a female last year. Um, she's part of that as well. And I notice she does Marimbula Park Run every weekend. So easy answer. Good oh. You just need to get your timing right next time and make sure you return home there on will. Saturday. Correct. It, it will happen. It will, it will happen this year because I know that Steph is going to finish Run Down Under this year. So I will be down there and I, I know she'll choose Park Run as her finishing venue. Good. Travis, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, Mel and I have joined up this year. I'm not going to finish this year. I think it predicts, I think I'm going to finish in 2020, which is a bit daunting. Uh, no, not no, 2023, I should say. Um, so I'm going to be sticking around for a few more years. But thanks for coming on the podcast and telling us all about Rundown Under.
my pleasure. And don't be daunted by that that figure. Um, it's going to take the average person a lot longer than that. So you're you're well above average, and use it as a goal. I use mine as a goal. Mine's still a couple of years away. Um, I use it as a motivational. But it's my pleasure. Thanks for your time. Um, really appreciate it. You'll know the voice of our next guest. He's had a bit of a pretty awesome milestone recently, so we thought we'd have him back on the show. He's also the guy who keeps us in the know on everything athletics and professional sport. Welcome back to the Park Run Adventurers for the first time in 2018, Dave Robbo. Hi, good day, Mel and Scott, and good day, Adventurers, and yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. Happy New Year to you. Now, Robbo, on Saturday, you became the 60th person in Australia to earn a very pretty green shirt with your 250th park run. How does it feel to be that that person? Oh, I, I didn't realise it was 60. I was thinking about what number that was, and someone said however many there were in the world, 2,000 and something, 60 in Australia, that's... Um, that's, uh, yeah, it's pretty special. So that was, it was great to kick it off uh, at my home event here in Newcastle at Newry Park Run. And I've got to say, there's quite a, quite a bit of uh, fanfare. A friend of mine, Andrew Dodd, who'd only brought up his 250 a few weeks earlier. And he's our master of ceremonies when it comes to the milestone clubs and shirt presentations. And he was in his element um, reading out every stat you could think of. Um, but it was um, a very humbling experience, but, but very touching as well. And I was lucky enough to have my uh, immediate family all there, but I had my dad down from Kira uh, on the Gold Coast and my nephew and niece who also live up that way and my father-in-law, sister-in-law and her family. And it was a great uh, morning to share with, with close family, many, many friends and obviously the, the entire Parkrun community and family that we have here in and Newcastle, a lot of a lot of nice comments and stuff from other people as well. It's not, I don't know if it's anything to be too congratulated on. It's, it's you know, it's pitching up for what is it, whatever it's taken six and a bit years of your life to to get it done. And um, uh, yeah, but it's nice. It's a nice milestone to reach. And I, I think I might just, uh, yeah, I'll see what happens. Yeah, that, I don't know if I can get, ever get a celebration bigger or better than that. So I might just have to retire on two fifty. Well, Robo, I know you're not going to do that, but. I tell you what, we'll bring you back down to earth. I saw the fanfare and that was lovely. Um, but did it give you an opportunity to reflect on, particularly the comments that you would have received, reflect on the impact that you have had on the region of runners? I mean, it's a massive part of park running in this country now and it's all because of you, largely, the, the early days. Was that a nice reflective moment on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, certainly it's nice to reflect uh, on that. Uh, but, I mean, it's interesting to think it would have, given the success of Parkrun and the spread of it around Australia, it would have happened, uh, and it would have started at some point if I wasn't around. And uh, But, no, we were, we were lucky. We were, I think, the seventh event when we launched. And I've got to be honest, mate, it, it was a bit of a, came from a bit of a selfish point of view. I, I had heard so much about Parkrun having lived in the UK. Um, I still kick myself to this day. I, I put a tweet out the other day uh, to Paul Sinton Hewitt. I lived only a few stops, uh, train stops from Bushy Park in Teddington for a whole year in 2005. The park run was only just starting over there. And I had in my mind that where it was was in a completely different spot, not not near where I live. So I, 
I'm missing opportunity there, not getting a, a, a two-digit or maybe a three-digit barcode. That would have been pretty nice and getting in early. But, um, you know, it's certainly nice. Yeah, I'd heard of it. I'd followed closely when it was going to launch in Australia and then on that in that year, the end of that year, 2011, went up and did my first lineup, which was up at, uh, at the home of Parkrun in Australia, at Main Beach, and, and met Tim Oberg that day with, with a view to asking him Sitting him down and asking him what it would take to get one started in Newcastle, and, um, and I wanted one near where I lived, and that's basically what ended up happening. Is where we live here in Newcastle, we're on the course, and uh, so you know I, I could see it was going to be a fantastic thing to be involved in, to 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 I guess uh, be able to you know um, continue running um, for my own benefit, but also yeah, bringing a few other people along the way, and uh, it's been really nice to see that. And we've, as many as all parkruns, I'm sure, around Australia and the world have just so many of those great stories of people that never would have considered uh, themselves to be a runner, to be someone that would complete five kilometres, whether walking it or running it, and um, who now have had their lives changed by by being involved in, in you know such a simple um, a, a simple event event every week, and uh, yeah, so. There were some really lovely comments there, and uh, but I can't take all the all the credit for it. There's, I think Newcastle was was primed for you know this sort of thing to kick off, just in terms of our you know, geography, the climate here, the the mix of people around, the, the layout of the, of the city, which feels more like a big country town, and uh, people just you know really took took it and ran with it, uh, pun uh, <laughs> uh, intended, and um, yeah, and the rest is kind of history, but. Now these days, the, the, that team there at Newry that have taken on from me uh, a few years back now, they, they've really smashed it and, and all the other local teams around the place. So it is it is nice. It's certainly satisfying to see. I, I set up a, a bit of an idea with made of mine Mossy in the Naked Runners and our idea was to get more people running in Newcastle than weren't. And I guess through Parkham we've been able to go a little way to achieving that. Um, I think we've probably still got a few people to convert over yet. But uh, the job's not done. But yeah, certainly with Parkrun, we're we're helping to achieve that. And PSH sent you a congratulatory tweet. <laughs> I don't think he does that to everyone. <laughs> yes, no, that was very nice of him. Very nice of him. I'm, we uh, I had memories of when we I, I hounded him on social media for for weeks when he was out here in Australia. That was a number of years ago when he had his, his trip planned out to visit all the all these different Parkruns. Around the country, and Newcastle wasn't on there, and, and we'd only just started. And I, I said I'd pay for his train to come up on a Wednesday, and he could come and do a freedom run with us. So that was really special. Um, the, our event was was wasn't even a year old, I think, at that point. And to have the, the guy that created the whole thing, and we did a little interview with him, and he got to run around our course and um, has some very fond memories of Newcastle. I think I don't know if he says that to everyone, but he probably does. But uh, you know, he said his dream is to get back back out of here, back to Australia, and, and running in the sunshine um, with on some of our Aussie runs here. So we can't forget he does have an Australian passport, so we we can claim the founder of of, uh, of Pakistan as being an Aussie. I think as long as along with being a South African and a uh, a Pom as well. But uh, yeah, so that was nice to get a message from from PSH and my I think it was my seventh ever Parkrun was at Bushy. Uh, there, I finally did get there in 2012 at PSH and, and had a run there. And I think I um, I had to work pretty hard to stay in front of him that day. I mean, only beat him by about 20 seconds or so. So he, he still is pretty fit, and he was very fit then. Um, but yeah, so nice to have that little connection. 
Now, Robbo, I did have to have a look at what your finish time was just to figure out if you were going to be the 59th or the 60th person to uh, join the 250 Club in Australia. You took it a bit easy. Did you Did you do it with friends or family, like actually out on the course as well? Or it just wasn't your your, your fastest time, let's say? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, it was always going to be uh, a bit more relaxed. I think I wanted to... To soak it, in, soak it up. Um, I was running with my nephew, or trying to keep up with him. Patrick, he is a pretty uh, speedy little runner in the JM10 category, and uh, I think he, yeah, he set a lifetime PB that day, just a little bit over 27 minutes. So um, uh, we had a nice little family group going along, and we did, a, did an interview along the way, and got for photos and high fives and things. So it was a pretty relaxed uh, morning, which was which was nice. Um, and yeah, that that was about it, Mel. Um, so um, I'm assuming uh, that made me number sixty then. It did. You were pipped at the post by Adrian Royce, who completed his two fiftieth up in Cloncurry, a little bit quicker than that. Yeah, very good. and was that earlier in the day as well? No, it would have been the same time of the day, even because you guys you guys run at eight a.m. Right? Yep, that's right. Yeah, so it's still the same time, even when you're on daylight saving. Yes, that's right. That's right. Mind you, um, given the the fanfare at the start, that probably went for ten minutes. So we wouldn't have started till ten past or quarter past eight anyway. So, uh, well, congratulations to Adrian. I'm glad we could share it on the same day. That's fantastic. Okay, now, Robbo, I'm getting, I'm starting to get first signs of Commonwealth Games fever. The first round of selections for the team was announced last week. Can you update us on that? Because there were a few park runners in amongst that list. Who's going to the Commonwealth yeah. Games? Yeah, no, this was very exciting. That's right. We've had a few other sports uh, starting to name their lineups for the Australian team for the Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast, but the athletics team kicked off their, uh, their team selections with 14 athletes named. Um, the exciting news coming through is that they're looking to have fill, fill the team quota, which is up to 111 athletes. Uh, at one point, it was going to be maybe as low as 73, which is I was going to be uh, pretty disappointed by. But yeah, they've got a big team there, and it includes a lot of their para-athletes as well in that team. Uh, but yeah, from a parkrun perspective, very, very exciting. And I reckon the selectors, when they've sat down, they thought, right, let's look at our top parkrunners in the country. They will be the first two people on the team. They have to be. And uh, that's exactly what they've, they've gone and done. So in the women, uh, Celia Sullivan has been picked um, and so not in the park on distance, she's actually in the 10,000 metres and she basically secured her ticket uh, winning the 10,000 metre national champs you know, which were in Melbourne last year and she did that with a qualifying time. So she was in there and she was very, very close to being picked in the marathon uh, as well. But uh, so Celia's in there, a current Australian park run record holder uh, and then the women's marathon, sticking with the girls, will park runners um, across the board I think there as well. I definitely know Jess Trengo, who hails from Adelaide. She ran at Torrens Park Run just on the weekend gone. Uh, she's picked in the team in the marathon. Lisa Waitman, who I know has run um, at least a couple of park runs as well down in Melbourne where she lives. And then Virginia Maloney um, from Victoria. She was also picked in the marathon. I'm not sure if she's done a park run yet. I'm going to guess that she has, um, but I can't confirm that. So that was really exciting for the, uh, the women's uh, distance runners uh, picked in there. And then with the men, the marathoners, uh, Liam Adams, who's our current Australian uh, men's park run record holder, I think with his run at uh, Maribyrnong um, park run last year, 
he's been picked. Michael Shelley is in the mix there as well, and Chris Hamer. I'm not sure if Michael Shelley and Chris Hamer have done their park run, made their park run debuts yet. They might have to now they're on the team and they get that pressure from their teammates. But um, yeah, that's, that's pretty exciting to see all those names finally uh, officially you know, selected. Uh, Stuart McSwain and another guy, Pat Keenan, uh, were selected in the men's 10,000 metre team as well. So there will be additional um, additional selections made at the end of the national championships, which are held on the Gold Coast in the middle of February, so about the 18th of February. We should know what the makeup of the rest of the team will be then. So we'll see how many um, many other park runners there will be uh, in there. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting for the, uh, for the running community to see those athletes uh, announced, and we'll see, you know, we'll see many more in the next couple of months. Exciting times ahead, no doubt. Now, quickly before we go, you had the Hunter Track Classic also on the weekend. Can you give us a quick wrap-up of some performances from that event? Yeah, I can, Scotty. Yes, it was an exciting day being the Saturday. Being the Saturday of the, the 250 celebrations in the morning, well, it was quite fitting that we rounded out that day with a parkrun distance event on the track uh, at, uh, at Glendale here. Just outside of Newcastle, so the women's 5,000 metres finished in Gotham. That was pretty much the run of the night. Uh, Lyndon Hall, um, again, I can't confirm if Lyndon's done a park run before. She's usually a 1,500 metre runner, probably the best that we have in the country at the moment, and, and that should probably get picked for Australia to run in that event at the Gold Coast Com Games. But she ran a little bit longer. She ran 5,000 metres, and she did it in, uh, listen to this time, 15 minutes and 18 seconds, which... It was a 33-second TV, also served as a Commonwealth Games A qualifier. I asked her if she was going to maybe think about running at the Commonwealth Games in 5,000 metres. She said no. She was looking to stick with the 1,500 metres. So she, at some point, she'll she'll move up to that 5,000. She's going to be a pretty devastating prospect um, over that distance. And if she ever does a park run full-blooded, she will, um, she'll do some damage there as well. In the men's, we also had a 5,000-metre race there. It was taken out by a couple of Sydney fighters. Uh, Ed Goddard got the win there, 14.07, and Brad Milosevic, 14.08, who has represented uh, Australia at the marathon as well. So a um, couple of you know exciting 1,500-metre runs in there as well, and some 3,000-metre steeplechase races, men and women, and some other uh, Commonwealth Games uh, B qualifiers in those events. So we might see some of those other athletes uh, uh, getting a start at the Gold Coast Com Games as well. But it, it really is exciting across athletics at the moment, all around the country with different meets on uh, each weekend. And uh, Canberra has a big meet on coming coming up this weekend. And then we have some state championships in um, in different states as well coming up. So lots to follow if you're into your athletics. And it'll be interesting to see you know, what, what form they can all get themselves into, get themselves on the team, and then hopefully we can uh, and some great performances and some medals and some finals uh, positions when we get to the Games in uh, early April. Certainly lots to look forward to. And um, personally, I'm looking forward to seeing Jumpy getting back out there and uh, doing doing some work at the Com Games in April. I've got my money that you have some tickets already, Robbo, and or other means of being there. Yeah, well, luckily enough, my, my dad, who was down here, and uh, my sister, but they live at Corumbin, we booked our, booked our spot there to stay with them for those couple of weeks. And uh, Jumpy's looking a bit sad, actually. The original Jumpy we had at the Glasgow Com game, he got, um, he's sustained about eight different puncture wounds, 
and uh, he's been patched up and patched up. And he might be beyond repair, that one. But we've had a few other uh, uh, versions of Jumpy over the years. I've given a few away. There's a few in Rio a couple of years ago to the Olympic Games. But my um, the, the place that I sourced my Jumpies from in Melbourne, and Scott, you, you'll remember, and maybe you as well, Mel, you might remember where I, where I used to buy my Jumpies down there at Flinders. Windows Street, and um, I went in there on a trip in December last year, and they were all out. Couldn't believe <gasps> it. So no, no, no jumpers. They had a, a, a bit of a weird coloured alternate jumpy. I couldn't bring myself to buying that one. So um, I'm going to have to keep looking a bit further afield because that that place uh, they must have sold out. I guess the excitement around the, the Commonwealth Games, people probably did go in and want to get their own jumpy. So I, I do need to source that. I've got a few months to go um, to get my hands on. Uh, a jumpy that can be a bit more reliable and get through the game. As we know, they get he gets thrown around a fair bit. He likes to get involved. Spends the night at the athletes' village uh, every now and then. So you'll need to get into it with peak fitness. So we we better get um, a pretty robust jumpy uh, before the game. Sounds like a task for our adventurers. If we've got anyone out there who knows of a robust jumpy, get in touch with Robbo. <laughs> Yep, much appreciated. We'd love to know. I can give you the specifications or you can, you can find the photo. He's got his own Twitter account. Uh, at <laughs> if you want to go have a look. I think he's on Instagram as well, same, the same handle. So, yeah, we need some help sourcing a jumping anywhere around the country. That would be uh, much appreciated. Social media savvy kangaroos wanted. <laughs> exactly right. Awesome. Thanks for joining us for the first episode of 2018, Robbo. We look forward to having you back as we get closer to the Com Games to hear all the updates about what's going on. Awesome. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Scotty. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And again, Happy New Year. And hope you've all started the right way with getting that barcode scan at uh, a few different places around the country. I know I'm certainly looking forward to doing that myself this year. So, yeah, look forward to catching up again soon. Alrighty, Parkrun Adventurers, it's Lyndall here, reporting in from the day we've all been waiting for. The Big Z, Zilmere, is launching today in the northern suburbs of Brisbane, and I'm here. I've heard that there are people who have come from all over, even overseas, to get a Z on their alphabet list. But I've also heard some really nice stories about how the community has really gotten behind this parkrun. So... The speeches are about to start and the launch is officially about to happen, so I better be quiet and I'll talk to you later. Alrighty, mission accomplished, Parkrun Adventurers. I found Necker. Now, Necker, you're not a local here at Zilmia. Oh, nearly local. Only from New Zealand. Uh, you can hear from my accent, I'm from England originally, but New Zealand is now my home. Hawke's Bay, love it. Hawke's Bay, beautiful part of the world. Now, you've got a bit of a story as to why you're here. You are here for your Z, I understand, but that's not the full story. So I did Parkrun Zeri in Poland, which is like a Z, but it's got a little dot over it. Apologies to the linguists, don't know what that means. But this is my first true, true proper Z, and I'm so excited. Yes, because the one in Poland is not pronounced with a Z sound. It's a ch or something like that. We don't know. We're not Polish language experts so but you've come here to get a proper z absolutely right i'm so excited <laughs> so how are you going with your alphabet then if you've got a z what other letters are you missing i'm just missing an x so if anyone's listening in a place that starts with an x 
pop up parkrun near you please let's go there <laughs> and you'll have a guaranteed visa in Necker. so just tell me a little bit more about yourself and what's your parkrun journey how did you get into parkrun and um how are you involved now oh my gosh so i started running with datchet dashes which is a little club in the uk and believe it or not i went as a trial well as a time trial actually when i used to try and run fast and then I didn't do park runs for a couple of years, and then I got back into it, got sent to New Zealand, and there was no park run within four hours drive, so I had to go down to Lower Hutt, uh, as you do if you're crazy like me. And then I just started collecting various things, countries, alphabets, oh, and volunteers, because I love the purple park run t-shirt too. So I have one of those, and I just love everything about park run. Excellent. So look, you are the epitome of the parkrun adventure. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, can I just say, so New Zealand, really avid fans of the parkrun adventurers podcast may recall that I got inducted to the Channel 5 News crew as a result of a trip to New Zealand. So I had a similar experience. I was in New Plymouth, no parkrun, did my own very own pop-up parkrun all by myself in New Plymouth and interviewed just random runners on the street. So uh, any chance you could be uh, in New Plymouth and we could do a parkrun together maybe, I don't know, next time I'm there. Absolutely. So in March, anyone listening in New Plymouth, let's go there. Excellent. I think we've got it sorted. We're doing a pop-up park run in New Plymouth in March. I'll be there. Nick will be there. Absolutely. We'll see who else we can rope in. It's a deal. All right. Well, thank you so much for talking to me on the podcast, and I'll see you in a couple of months. Thank you. See you there. All right. Now, I've tracked down Carolyn and Greg. Carolyn and Greg are Logan River park runners, and they have knocked off a very special milestone today. G'day guys and welcome to the podcast, what have you achieved today? Uh, hi everybody, we have achieved uh, every letter in the alphabet in Australia except for the X. <laughs> uh, yeah, well uh, that's not going to happen anytime soon I don't think, but we're working on it. <laughs> well we've got a Z, who knows, it could only be a matter of time before there's an X. Where the and so you are, and I, I heard you were already scoping out where some choices are might be for the X. Yeah. yeah, well there's a little town in Western Australia called Zantippi, and there's another one option is Xavier College in Brisbane or there's a Xavier Herbert Park in Cairns. So, but there's a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> there's a challenge out there. Somebody to start an X. <laughs> All right, you uh, EDs and RDs, get on it. There's a challenge set for you. Um, and so, obviously you've done at least 26. How many park, different park runs have you done? How many park runs have you done? Oh, I think we're up to just under 80 different park runs and 100 and nearly 150. Yeah, 140, yeah. 150. 50, yeah. yeah. I'm kind of more excited about alphabeteering than actually keeping track of how many we've done. <laughs> that's going to change now, though, because our aim this year is to get 100 different park runs, get lots of volunteering in and give back because we've been a bit slack last year. And, uh, yeah, that's, yeah. It sounds like a really great goal, and you're on well on your way, obviously. Yeah. Um, maybe you could volunteer and in Cairns, potentially, and start yeah. up the, which park it was, the X Park? Yep, X. sounds good. What's the one in Cairns? Uh, Xavier Herbert Park. Yes. All right. Well, congratulations. Well done. Thank you. That takes a lot of commitment. Is there any places that you've been to that were really out of the way or places that you wouldn't normally have gone to that are particularly memorable? Mm, 
Well, all our holidays base around park run, which is really sad, but that's what we do. And we always combine a, a race if we can, if it's a long weekend. And Queanbeyan, we did um, the Canberra Fun Run down there, and yeah. So uh, they're all special in their own different way. They yeah. are, yeah. 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 The, the, one of the best things is just meeting so many different people and meeting the same people over and over at different ones. And launches are great because you know it's a big party atmosphere. And yeah, no, we love park run. Totally addictive. <laughs> Excellent. And how did you get involved in Park Run in the first place? She dragged me into it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can tell that that's been terrible for you. You look really unhappy yeah, today. I haven't slept in on a Saturday morning for oh, a very long time. <laughs> hey, but we went from our first 5Ks to we've done a marathon now in Honolulu. So... You know, that's what Park Run's done for us is we've increased and increased. And yeah. yeah, we did a pop-up Park Run in Waikiki because there's no Park Run over there. So a whole group of us took a flag over and a Park Run flag and did a pop-up Park Run all along um, the coast. Yeah, it's beautiful. Excellent. Seaside's bringing lots of adventures <laughs> and lots of wonderful memories. Excellent. Yeah. Good on you. That's the spirit of Park Run right there. Yeah. Thanks for being on the podcast and have a really great day. Thank and um, we're just claiming first and second in Australia to have got all the alphabets. So if anybody else is here today, let us know who you are and, yeah, we'll get working on that X. And it could come down to personal times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I reckon, <laughs> I, I, I reckon let's just call it. You're the only ones that I've, the only Australians that I've interviewed on the Park One Adventurous podcast who can say that. So how about we just say that's called, yeah. that, let's call it official. Yeah, we'll take you that guys are the first. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so I've found one of the local runners here at Zilmia, Sarge. How are you going today? Yeah, I'm really good. This has been an amazing start to the Zilmia Park Run. So, so many people. And you didn't run today, you're out volunteering. Have you run the course? I, uh, we did a trial run a couple of times, and so I know what the course is like. And uh, But today, yeah, volunteered right out at the far point. So, I, I call it High Five Corner. So, yeah. <laughs> That's a great name, and you did a great job of dishing out those high fives, I've got to say. Hats off to you. High five. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> um, so you'll be a local here and you'll also be a run director? Yep, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to putting Zilmir on the map. I think it speaks for itself being the only, well, what, only one of two Z park runs in the world. So is that right? That's what I understand. Yeah. Um, and for, it's a nice sort of cross-country style course in the middle of suburban Brisbane. And that's nice as well. There's not too many like that around. No, I love it because it's a full grass course. Uh, it's not one here for breaking personal best records, but it's just about enjoying the, uh, your Saturday morning every now and then. Excellent. And Sarge, how did you come to be involved in Parkrun? You're your a runner. How did you get involved and what's your Parkrun story? So I'm a personal trainer and I used to run boot camps right next to New Farm Park Parkrun. And uh, so, and then I moved to Victoria and there wasn't a Parkrun nearby. So I actually helped start Terrelgan Parkrun uh, and then moved back to Brisbane and then helped start Kedron Parkrun. And now I've had the opportunity and the privilege to help start Park Parkrun. So yeah, and hey, bring them on. I love starting these things. They're awesome. Well, hopefully you can keep this one going as well because everybody needs a Z and everybody needs a lovely cross-country course in the heart of the city. Thanks so much, Sarge, for everything that you've done and what you'll keep doing for Zilmere Park Run. All right, look, thank you very much and I look forward to seeing you back here running Zilmere again too. I'll be back. Thank you. All right, I've found some more po- local park runners here with the Nisbet family. Um, they're from Sandgate. So who have we got today? Pa, Gary. Mitchell. Sienna. David. And you run normally at Sandgate is your home park run, that's right? 
That's correct, and uh, and then we've been uh, touring uh, ever since. And whereabouts have you toured? All over the place? Yeah, all over Australia, really. Um, lots of the, the kids have done a lot in southeast Queensland. So yeah. Yeah, we, we, we last not last year, year before we went to Melbourne for the five uh, over my birthday. That was my 60th birthday present, and uh, I had the honour of running with uh, my grandkids and my son and my daughter-in-law. That was great. How what a great way to celebrate your 60th birthday! That's a fantastic oh, yeah. story. Yeah. And they grounded us this year because we got a new house, so we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Sandgate isn't too far away. Are you staying loyal to Sandgate or are you going to switch to Zilmere as your home park run? Oh, look, we're um, definitely uh, Sandgate home park runners, but uh, we'll definitely uh, return to this wonderful course and, uh, and do it again um, in 2018. And how did you find the course? Yeah, look, love the fact that it's uh, a different surface and, um, and different terrain. And, um, yeah, definitely we'll, we'll be back. Excellent. Now, guys, the junior park runners here, what do you like most about running at all the different park runs? Mitchell? I like getting fit and meeting new people. And what about you, Sienna? I like it because you can train for cross country and meet new people. And how do you go at cross country? Um, I usually come first place. First place? And do you like it? Yes. Excellent. Well, that's the most important thing, isn't it, that you love it? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Excellent. Well, thank you for talking to me today, Nisbet family. Um, thanks for coming to Zilmere and getting your Z. You sounds like you're really seasoned adventurers, and you, if you're not already there, you won't be far away from getting your alphabet. Thanks, thank guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. All righty, now track down Mark, the hardworking event director here at Zilmere. How are you going today, and how did the launch go for you? Uh, it went alright, I was a bit nervous at the start, but shaking the hands, but it, it seemed to go off alright. Take it from me, it definitely went off alright. <laughs> I've spoken to a lot of people, they say that they love the grass course, and it's a nice vibe, the launch was really great, so well done. Um, and just in terms of the process of getting this up and running, um, can you talk to me a little bit about that, and, and how you got involved, and, and, um, and how Zilmere Park Run was born? Yep. Uh, well, it actually started as just talking as a like a Z for a Z run, but I come down and measured measured the course out and uh, spoke to the um, league, the soccer club down here, and they told me how much the community would would need something like this. So I just I said, right, well, we'll go with it, and, and then we marked out the course and got all the permissions, and then started. And the, the soccer club's been really good. They they ask us to start and finish at their clubhouse so they could use the canteens and all the toilets and stuff and, yeah. and we went from there. Excellent, so that's a shout out to the North Star Soccer Football Club, Club Soccer, Soccer Club, Club yep. um, here in Zilmere. Yep. Um, look what a great community uh, connection that is. We come here in Park Run and they can you know, help boost their community funds as well by us all buying coffee. Sounds like a match made in heaven. <laughs> it is, yeah that's right. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And there were a few alphabeteers here today getting their Z? Yeah, there was. There was quite a few. I saw a hand when they asked, a few hands went up <laughs> after their Zs. Yeah. yeah. I spoke to one lady from New Zealand and I know that you said that you'd had interest from all over the place. Yep. Did, was there any other places that you heard about that really knocked you away? Not that I know of, no. It's only the, only the New Zealand one, but I have seen that there are a few people from other places that want to head over this way. So yep. see what happens later on. 
it'll be fun to be here when you say, oh, do we have any visitors and where are you from? It will be. It will be. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for starting Zilmere Park, Park Run. I think we can say that it's been a fabulous success this morning. Um, lots of hard work on your part, so well done. And thanks for all the great work that you do, not only for Zilmere, but for Park Run in general. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Alrighty, Scotty, Mel, that's it. That's a wrap from me from Zilmia Park Run Launch on behalf of the Channel 5 News crew. So what a great morning we've had here. Zilmia is a fantastic little place. It's unique not only because it starts with a Z and everybody came here for the Z. Um, it's entirely on grass around soccer fields, sporting fields um, in Brisbane City. So that makes it really unique, I think, is being a totally off-path course in the middle of the city. Um, really well supported here by the community, the Brisbane City Council grounds. Um, they've been fantastic in the setup, and the North Star Soccer Club here in Zilmere also really supportive of the park run with their coffee shop open for coffees afterwards. So head along. If you need another reason apart from your Z, come along to a really nice community park run in Brisbane City. That's it. Bye for now and I'll see you next time on the podcast. Howdy park runners, it's Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. We're at the launch of Gardeners Creek today. The numbers are really starting to swell. It's a sea of purple tutus down here at Gardeners today for another Victorian launch. Um, and we're celebrating Brendan Peel is going to run his 150th different event. So we'll get out have a run. Briefing's about to start. We'll have our run and we'll report back in later. Cheers, park runners. I'm with Wendy Glenn. Wendy's the event director at the new Gardeners Creek Park Run that launched today. It's a sensational little course, uh, granitic sand sort of trail, running alongside a little creek, some really nice um, scenery, some great shade for the warmer days, and uh, a sensational turnout. Welcome to the uh, podcast, Wendy. Thanks so much for having me today, guys. No, it was an incredible turnout. I think, what was your final numbers on the day? We ended up with 466, which is probably about 120 more than I had ever imagined in my wildest dreams. And, uh, and I think it beats the Victorian launch record by about 80 people, so it's huge. It, it was bigger than Ben-Hur, and I absolutely didn't expect that today. I, I had really, in my imaginings, I'd got as far as 350 but I certainly hadn't in my imaginings gone beyond that. So what did you think when you were doing the briefing and you looked out? When I turned around at one stage, I thought, oh, yeah, there's about 300 people here, maybe a couple more. What, what did you think when you stood up on the, the, the table and were doing your briefing looking out at the numbers? Look, I was, I was looking around and trying desperately to come up with a number, and I was thinking like you, something around 300. But the whole time that I was talking people were adding to the back of the crowd. And yeah. from where you stood in the crowd, talk, you probably couldn't see. But the entire time I was briefing, all I could see was more and more people joining this crowd. So I was starting to just cross my fingers and toes and go with the knowledge that Parkrun really succeeds or fails on people being nice to each other. And I knew we had enough Parkrunners there yeah who were seasoned park runners to say welcome and look after anybody new. And I think one of the great things about your course, Wendy, is the track's really wide. It handled that number without a problem. It's, you've got a lot of width, there's no real choke points in it. And so the track handled that number without a problem. Yeah, and, and I guess I always knew that was gonna be a chance. And the only 
thing I you know ever really wanted to remind people about is it's effectively a trail course not bitumen so for those people who are used to running on concrete or bitumen you really do have to watch your feet a little bit don't you talk yeah apparently someone joined the stack club today and i wouldn't have thought gardeners creek was going to be a course that would have people in the stack club but uh no especially not seasoned trail runners like you yeah yeah i may have uh ended up on my butt somewhere around the turnaround point yeah yeah that won't probably happen again with anyone on your course let's hope not <laughs> let's go with that and uh your uh, welcoming speech Wendy, I thought it was one of the best ones I've heard at a launch. It's, um, it's really nice to have that personal effect about, you know, the family living really close to the course and your own home. You walked from the, the launch, you walked home and it was only a couple hundred metres up the, the trail. So it uh, was a really great speech. Yeah, look, it's a really special place for me. My dad's family moved out here sometime well before World War II. So dad grew up in this area uh, when it was a chicken farm and a cow farm around here and then he married mum and they moved back here to raise their family and because I must not be very adventurous I bought a house about 500 metres as the crows flies from where I grew up and here I am now and today a couple of my great nephews were out on course marshalling so I had my brother and me and my husband, my kids, my niece Eleanor and her husband and her kids so we we had a couple of generations there today and by the time little Leo and Jakey we're walking on the course today. That was the fifth generation of Jacob's family to have played down at Gardner's Creek. That's really cool. And your, your daughter ran her first park run today and I, I probably surprised her with a bit of a high five out <laughs> of the crowd as I went past her. I don't know if she was expecting that or not, but it was really good. Isn't it great when you get your family along? I love it. I was really excited. Yeah. My brother, Tony, and his wife, Shell, did their first ever park run. My daughter did her first ever park run. And for me, one of the greatest joys of parkrun is just seeing people out there having a good time. And I don't think I saw a single person out there today that didn't have a big smile on their face. So whatever efforts we'd gone to to make this parkrun happen were all completely worth it today as I saw the smiles on people's faces. No, it was awesome. It was a really great day. And it was just really well run and it was just friendly and relaxed. Even for that number, the finish line here, it was just relaxed. Everyone's sitting around talking and chatting and that's great to see that you've got a community. One week in, you've already got a community starting to develop. Yeah, we're very fortunate in that we are in the middle of a number of established park runs. And so there are people that live very close to me who have wanted something like this yeah. and who are have already as the event team formed the backbone of our community and people surrounding us for whom this is home but are seasoned park runners and and make that welcoming park run here at Gardner's Creek. Oh thanks Wendy and welcome to the park run family I know you've been a park runner for a long time but welcome to the family as an event director and it was just a brilliant event well done. Thanks so much Toc and thanks guys for having me on today. Cheers. Well the Channel 5 news crew were busy over the break they didn't take any time off. Multiple reports from the crew there. And we are accepting applications for, for this year. We New want, crew members. Yeah, yeah. We love our crew. We love hearing from them. But we always like new recruits. So you know what to do, and people. And we do have a couple of... We've got a couple of states that aren't represented yet, too. So it would be good to get some people from those states. Shall we uh, jump on to where the cake and or launches might be this weekend? Yeah, let me do launches, you do anniversaries. All right. Bagara up in Queensland, Bright in Victoria, and San Remo in New South Wales. I'll tell you what, they're three exciting new events. Bagara, 
looks awesome up on the beach there. Bright is eagerly awaited. Good holiday destination in Victoria. And San Remo's got a fantastic story around a community, trying to build a community or a parkrun community in that community. How many times can you say community in one sentence? I reckon you're going for the record. I nailed it there. So that's three exciting launches. Can you top it with anniversaries? Ah, we have got anniversaries like everywhere this weekend. Everywhere except like the ACT in Northern Territory. Let's start in WA. So we've got Bibra Lake and then we've got Churchill in Victoria, Cooks River in New South Wales, Mudgee in New South Wales, Port Ferry in Victoria, Siramay in Queensland, Tambourine Mountain in Queensland and the Terrace in New South Wales. How is that for a bumper weekend? That's, that's party weekend again. And we're adding three more to it next week. No, we're adding three more to it next year. We are indeed. We are also adding three more next week, but we'll talk about that in next week's podcast. Don't give too much away, Mel. Where do you get all your information? Uh, from the calendar. Where do you see the calendar? Calendar is on the Parkrun Australia blog, but it's also linked every week in the newsletter. Yeah, it's a good newsletter, isn't it? Yeah, it goes all right. It goes all right. If any of our listeners aren't getting it, they should sign up to it because do you know only 50% of our Parkrunners get the newsletter? Oh, well, they're missing out, aren't they? I don't get that. You know who we've got? Speaking of figures, you know who we've got on the Parkrun Show podcast? What are we called? Parkrun Adventurers next week? <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. Hey, should we change our name? <laughs> change our name to what? What did I just come up with then? Parkrun Show. The Parkrun Show. I'm pretty sure there was already a podcast called that. Okay. Now let's we've changed our logo and our intro music. That's enough change for one week. But next week we've got uh, Facts in a Haystack coming back. It's been a while since we've had Ian on, and he's going to update us on our record-breaking start to the year. If and it's been a big one, hasn't yeah, it? if you've been paying attention, I'm not sure if you have, Mel, but we're breaking our attendance record every week this year. Every week? Are you sure we broke it the first week? Oh, we may have because of New Year's Day. Yeah, we did. It's gone crazy. Okay. Well done, Parkrun. Yes, and Ian's going to tell us all about it, amongst other things. So I'm already looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, we'll have to make sure we um, have some good questions for him. If any listeners have got some questions, send them in. Email, Facebook, Twitter. Yep, and it pretty much doesn't have to be necessarily about record attendances or anything like that. Even if you've just got some random stat that you would like to know, Ian is our man. And if we get him enough notice, he can find out most things. We'd also love to hear some listener questions this year. It doesn't have to be for Ian. It can be for us, you and me, Mel. We We want questions now. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm curious to find out what our listeners want to know about us or about parkrun i reckon we can answer between the two of us between our two parkrun minds i reckon we can answer almost any question oh look we could answer any question whether or not the answer is accurate is another thing but that's okay we could have a stab no i'm I'm going for we can give you the right answer oh that's that's a big call i'm setting the bar high this year mel oh god sounds like we're gonna have to be professional and everything (laughs) we're gonna try We are. Hey, speaking of this year and what we're going to try to do, 
I want to know what you're looking forward to. You didn't have any big plans, but there are still some, you know, things on the horizon to look forward to adventure-wise. What are you looking forward to this year, Scotty? I'm looking forward to, this may sound familiar, but I'm looking forward to meeting a few more people. Here's the thing. I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting new people because I think I've got in a trap when I'm visiting new events of going to the people that I know. And on Saturday, I ended up having a chat to, because I was in Brisbane and meeting people, a lot of people that I didn't know. I got to hear some new stories, meet some new people, and I walked away from the morning happier and healthier. So I think I'm going to set that as my goal when I'm adventuring this year. Be more proactive than I usually am. So some people will go, oh God, who's this guy? Go away. But maybe one in ten will be a keeper. So I'm banking on that 10%. (laughs) Hoping it's higher, but aiming for 10%. Okay, well, you know where's a good place to meet some new people. Not just any park run, any given week, but at the end of March, or close to the end of March, is the first Park Run Adventures Listener Meetup. Shell Harbour. There's going to be a whole bunch of new people to meet. There, there are. It's going to be exciting too. What, what plans have we got? Have we started planning for that? Um, I believe Gary has asked us to start planning, and I did mention it to you, and you were like, I'm on holidays. Don't talk to me about it. <laughs> That's, so... the That's a lie, Mel. <laughs> Don't peel back the curtain and give away all my dirty secrets. (laughs) I think it might have been words to the effect of, that's months away. Let's worry about it later. We've started talking about, potentially talking about it. So maybe we should do that after we finish recording. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, you and I are going to be there. That's locked in. The boss is coming. Yeah, we're dragging Tim along. That's a bit excitement. Yep. So if if he if we can't answer any of your questions, you know Tim can. Well, he'll definitely draw the crowds. So it's going to be good. It's going to be a great weekend. We should look at accommodation and venues and share that with our listeners. Well, if you've been on the um, Facebook page, the Palm 18 Facebook page, Brendan Scholarly has done this incredible amount of research of all the good things to do in and around Shell Harbour and he has provided links to um, different uh, tourism type things but also accommodation and restaurants and it's seriously a treasure trove of information about all things in the local area so head on over to the Facebook page and have a look because it's amazing and he's done all this work for us he's saved everybody so much time so check it out. He's a good bloke, Brendan. I got to run with him at Bowral on New Year's Day. Got a high five and a little bit of a chat with him and his crew. Just got me, just got me more excited. It's a small parkrun world, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but let's wrap it up. Are you adventuring this week? I want to know um, where you're going. Uh, what is this week? What is this? I am adventuring. I'm adventuring to Kiwana because we have our first two homegrown Kiwana Park Runners reaching the 250 Club this weekend and so that's a very big deal for us and we're going to go and support and encourage and congratulate those two gentlemen for making it there. Very exciting. Yeah, we didn't mention it with Robbo but it's five years of Park Run. 
We are seeing well, more and more of them, but it's five it's, years it's, of parkrun. It's actually more than five years because you'll find that the majority of people that get to 250 have done a fair amount of volunteering, you know, along the way. So it is like five calendar years in terms of the number, but it, it tends to take a little bit longer to get there when they have a few weeks off running to volunteer. So it's, um, it's a very impressive achievement. I can't wait till I get there. How, how long do you reckon it'll be before you're hitting the 250 mark, Scotty? Uh, it's not going to be this year, unfortunately. I haven't even got to 200 yet. So, yeah, not too much longer and there will be no fanfare whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't blame you. I I think, did, did I mention it in the interview that I'm, I think I might just sneak off overseas and, and do it someplace quietly? You did. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting, for the two milestones that I've run, uh, zero fanfare whatsoever. I wasn't even aware, to be honest. Oh, that's probably not true, but I was mildly aware that I was running my 100th and it happened on a New Year's Day and I can't even remember doing my 50th. Yeah, I had to, um, I was trying to figure out when I hit those milestones and I literally had to go through, I, I had a rough idea of when they happened because you know when you look at your event history, you, it doesn't tell you what number each of the events was as your run, so I was manually trying to figure out when I did my 50 and my 100 recently and um, I, I had to go through the Facebook photos to see if I could see anything that sort of marked, oh yeah, that's the day that I did that. So you know when you did it and where? Um, yeah, well, I did both of them at Kiwana and I did them both on anniversaries. Um, so th that's a good time to do it because everybody's so distracted with wanting to eat the cake and celebrate all the other things that they don't really notice. You know, you can get it in um, without much fanfare, as it were. So, yeah. Anyway, we'll get there eventually. When are you on track for it? Two thousand and when? I think there's another four years at the rate at the rate I go with running and volunteer. Um, what's it called? What's it called when there's a percentage of volunteers to runs? Oh, that's there. You go. There's my word of the week that I don't know what the hell I'm thinking of. Quota. No. Don't think that's the word. It's it's when you measure. No, it's not when you measure one against the other. It's just a. It's not percentage. I don't know. Anyway, I'll figure it out during the week. Hey, some things change. But some <laughs> things stay the same. I still don't know what you're talking about. And we've got a word of the week for our listeners to guess. We do. There's something to be going on with people. Thanks, Mel. Thanks, Scotty. Good to be back. It is. I'll chat to you next week. Bye.